welcome to Makers and Shakers of Chinese History. I'm Mark. Speaking of Chinese philosophers, the ancient sage Confucius is no stranger to most people. Would you be surprised to know that another ancient Chinese philosopher stood firmly opposed to all that Confucius stood for, order and power hierarchies? This man, who lived well over 2,000 years ago, was radical in his rejection and mockery of all rules and orders created and imposed on the world by humans. He lived his life in pursuit of freedom to the extreme, both in action and thoughts, and in life and death. I'm not talking about any ancient Western philosopher, but one of the major thinkers who explored the notion of the Tao, the way of nature in ancient China. Join me in meeting one of the most influential Chinese philosophers, Zhuangzi. Zhuangzi, also known as Zhuangzi, lived in the late 4th century BC in China, known as the Warring States period. He was considered an unpredictable and eccentric sage who didn't seem to care about personal comforts or public esteem, but undauntedly pursued freedom to the extreme. Here I have three questions for you. One, the towels used to wipe your face or dry your feet. Which is cleaner? Most people would say that the towel for the face is cleaner, but Zhuangzi said that they were the same, since all forms of existence were equal. Second, should a person use their talent and knowledge to achieve fame and wealth? Most people would say yes, but Zhuangzi believed that people shouldn't be ambitious, but should be actionless, and being useless wasn't necessarily bad. Third, is it a good thing to stay close to one's family members and friends? Well, most Chinese people would probably ask, isn't that the most important thing in life? But not this ancient Chinese man. Zhuangzi thought that people shouldn't be too emotionally attached. But why? Zhuangzi's answers to these three questions represent the essence of his philosophy, which he taught using humorous little stories, some based on real life and some impressively imaginative. Let me share a few with you. The philosopher's most notable story was his butterfly dream, which serves as a challenge towards definitions of reality versus illusion, but it also accords with his belief that all forms of existence are equal. Zhuangzi once dreamed that he was a butterfly that was fluttering around, happy with itself and doing as it pleased. Suddenly he woke up, and there he was, the solid and unmistakable Zhuangzi. But he didn't know if he was the person who had dreamed he was a butterfly, or a butterfly that was dreaming he was the person. In Zhuangzi's eyes, mankind and butterfly were equal, so any transformation of things was possible. Zhuangzi was known for his extreme pursuit of freedom. In his day, Zhuangzi was offered the position of Prime Minister by the Emperor himself. However, Zhuangzi did not want his life to become embroiled in politics and rejected the offer. In a story told by Sima Qian, the father of Chinese historiography, the following was supposed to be the reply by Zhuangzi to the offer of the court post. 
Go away. Don't mess with me. I would rather enjoy myself in the mud than be a slave to the ruler of some kingdom. I shall never accept such an offer, and so I shall remain free to do as I will. Quite a character, wasn't he? Zhuangzi showed little ambition, believing instead that everything is useful in one way or another, and that sometimes the most useful can be useless, and being useless could also be the best thing. Here goes another story. One day the philosopher saw a huge tree standing by a stream. He asked a woodcutter why this tree hadn't been chopped down. The woodcutter answered that the wood was not suitable for making either a boat nor a coffin. If it were used to make a boat, the boat would sink, and if it were used to make a coffin, it would soon decay. Zhuangzi shared his observation with his students, concluding that the reason that the tree could grow so big was precisely because it was so useless in the eyes of the woodcutter. The story prompts people to reconsider the definition of success, which seems more relevant than ever in today's busy world. Zhuangzi valued freedom to the extreme, both in action and in thinking, and in life and death. To the philosopher, people shouldn't be bound by intimacy and that emotions should not be used to restrain one's freedom, which in a lot of cases they inevitably do. He once said that it was better to forget about someone than to endure living apart. And this brings us to the famous story of the fish in the puddle. Two fish lived in misery together in a muddy puddle. But instead of swimming back to the river, the two remained locked in suffering in the puddle instead. Though having mutual affection is very precious, it's better for everyone to live a better life in a more open and spacious environment. This way there's no need to feel sad or be that close to anyone. Just in case you are wondering, Zhuangzi was married and had children, which brings us to the story regarding his wife's death. Zhuangzi took death as a new form of life. It said that when his wife passed away, a good friend went to console him, only to see the man sitting on a mat, singing and beating on a basin. This didn't look so right to his friend, and Zhuangzi explained that when she first died, he mourned just like everyone else. But then he came to realize that his wife had simply undergone another transformation in life, just like how the four seasons followed each other. In his mind, she was now at peace, and to keep on crying was not to understand the ways of destiny. Even on his deathbed, the discussion of an elaborate funeral for him came up. The man responded quite poetically, saying that he did not need a great funeral, that nature would be his inner and outer coffin, the sun and the moon his jade rings, and the stars and the planets his jewellery. All creation would make offerings and escort him. He needed no more. Somewhat taken aback, his disciples declared that they were afraid that crows and the buzzards might eat his body. To this, Zhuangzi replied, Above the ground there are crows that will eat me. Below the ground there are worms and ants. What difference is there? Or you wish to take from one to give to the other? As was mentioned earlier, all his life Zhuangzi explored the way of the Tao, the way of nature, 
and believed that to become part of Tao was to be carried to the highest order of things. In his eyes, a perfect world was where all were equal and none felt greater or lesser than others. Humans and all sentient beings followed their innate nature. In his own words, the abuse of the true elements to make artefacts was the crime of the craftsman. The abuse of the Tao, or way, and virtue, even if it was to make benevolence and righteousness, was the error of the sage. Quite bold and radical, wasn't he? Zhuang saw all efforts to impose civilization upon the innate nature of the world, and especially on people, as a mistake that abused the natural world. In his understanding, heaven and earth and I were born at the same time, and all life and I are one. Now we can see how at odds were the beliefs of Zhuangzi and the teachings of Confucius. So you might wonder, how do the Chinese people deal with these conflicting teachers and influences? Well, the answer for most Chinese is probably to deal with life with flexibility, sometimes guided by the teaching of Confucius and other times by Taoist doctrine, to avoid the extremes and walk the middle course for balance. That's it for this episode of Makers and Shakers of Chinese History. I'm Mark. Special thanks go to Sanlian Zhongdu for contributing to the content of the show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe via wherever you tune in. See you next time.